This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, to kind of finish up from uh, just our, our little discussion there about uh, Red Raider basketball from yesterday, uh, they went at 85-57 over North Alabama. So they had uh, three in double figures and two more that were really close to it. Pop Isaacs led the charge with 21 points, 16 out of Chance McMillan and 10 out of Warren Washington. And then you had nine from Kerwin Walton and eight from Joe Toussaint. Um, if this team is to make it, uh, a run in the to get to the NCAA tournament, let's just put it that way, probably going to have to win. I don't know if you have to win nine games or if you can, if you need to win ten uh, in the Big Twelve. But let's just say, let's just say you win you, to go nine and nine or or better. Does does Pop Isaacs have to lead the charge? Um, not necessarily. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, I, I think I expect Pop Isaacs night in and night out to be a 14 to 15 points per game score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the X factors for me are Walton and McMillan. Uh, if you have those shooters shooting well, um, I think you give yourself a chance. Uh, I would also throw into the mix, are you getting productive minutes out of Robert Jennings or somebody to back up Warren Washington? Um I, I think Pop's a great scorer, but I, I think you have other guys that, I mean, we've seen at times this year, sure. he's not really the main one, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that can score as well. So Pop doesn't need to have 21 for you to win or whatever. I, I think he can continue to be that consistent 13 to 16 guy, and you just have other guys show up. But problem is, you know, Chance McMillan, I feel like, has been a little bit of a roller coaster so far this season where he's been really hot at times but then quiet on other games. And, you know, the same could be said for Kerwin Walton. Now, I think Kerwin's doing a great job defensively as well um, to earn himself extra minutes. And then and then he's the more he's played, the better his shot, it feels like, has been. So um, I don't know. I, I just feel like you have a lot of different guys that can score. Um, it doesn't have to be Pop leading the way. Uh, so, you know, but he's uh, his consistency, even when his outside shot was not falling early on in the season, you were still seeing him get to the free throw line and, and end up with, you know, like I said, you know, 12, 13, 14 points. He's, it's not like he's not shooting well and he's scoring four or six. You know, he's finding ways to score. Yeah, he drew four fouls yesterday. He was six for six from the free throw line, six for 12 from the field. Uh, Chance McMillan was three of seven beyond the arc, but six of 10 from the field for his for his 16. Kerwin Walton started, played 26 minutes, um, and then he had he had nine. Then, you know, the, the person that had the most turnovers was uh, Lamar Washington. He played about 14 minutes. He had three. Team had a total of eight turnovers. That's the, the other thing that they've, you know, we talked, you talked a little bit going into the sports center about the number of assists. I mean, they had 20 on 30 made field goals, but and they they take care of the basketball. Um, this team does. I mean, they yeah. There's been some bad games, but I mean, I think they did a great. Obviously, a yesterday was a great job. No, now the the level of competition is getting ready to step up. Yeah, uh, dramatically. And I kind of feel like on some of the games where it's been the biggest blowouts is when you've had more 
because coach is tinkering with a lineup and trying everything different and you're playing the end of the bench more and the focus or intensity is just not there when you're playing some terrible team. Now, the one one thing they did do yesterday is they gave I mean, can a, we also just say a hallelujah that non-conference play is over? Yes, absolutely. A, a to the men. A to the men. Okay. Uh, one, one thing that they talked about in the pregame as I was listening on my way to the game yesterday um, – was they wanted to do a better job of defending in the paint. I mean, they're playing North Alabama, okay? And they gave up 30 points in the paint. So I don't I don't know if that's going to be a big concern in the Big 12, but giving up giving up 30, uh, considering your lack of depth with bigs, I would be surprised if that's not a concern. Yeah, almost every single night, right? Yeah, that's I mean, it's one of the things you're going to have to it's going to have to be team defense, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Darion Williams is doing a good job filling in at the number four spot, kind of sliding down from the three. Um, so he, he's been solid, but he, just what scares me is if either him or Washington are in foul trouble, then then you're nervous. But, again, I feel like Coach has brought along Robert Jennings, and I think he's given you productive minutes right now. Six points and seven rebounds yesterday. It's, it's good work in 13 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up will be uh, Texas, and that'll be – on Saturday uh, down in Austin, and uh, we'll have the broadcast for you at 6 with play-by-play at 7 from uh, the Moody Center down there in Austin. No longer the the big drum. It's, it's been playing there. This is year two for the Moody Center. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, year two. Just just clarifying, just you know, in case anybody was going, you know, just want to make sure that they're they're going in the in the right direction. Okay. I think we're all uh, very aware that we wanted to bless the mood yes. last uh, bless, years ago. So. Bless the well mood. said, okay. Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Texas uh, is eleven and two on the season, and they're in the last poll, ranked twentieth. Uh, uh, Lady Raiders got a win on Saturday. Jamie, they uh, took down Houston, seventy-nine to seventy-one. Um, I think their best first quarter of the season. Um, certainly, their most prolific as they had 31 points in the first quarter, outscored Houston 31-12, to 12, came out and just put it on them, and then uh, got great production off the bench on Saturday from Jada Wynn. She had 23. She was 6-7 from the three-point line. I mean, you can't rely on that every game, but it's nice when you get it. No, but I think you can rely on her. I think mm-hmm. she, we've seen for, for points off the bench and definitely knocking down outside shots. I, don't, I mean, the way she's played – Feels like over the about the last three weeks or whatever, she's, yeah. that she's going to be a, a factor coming off the bench for you. So just kind of add to that class of sophomores that's really leading the charge for this team. No, no doubt. Bailey Maupin had 19, Jasmine Shavers had 10, and Kyla Freelon had 10 as well. Tech went 24 of 44, 54 and a half percent, 10 to 19 from three, and 21 of 27 from the free throw line. Ladies uh, move their record to 12 and two on the season, one and zero in Big 12 play. They'll play Texas tomorrow night. We'll have the broadcast for you on 107.7 Yes FM and 100.7 The Score. 5:30. The tip time is at six. Texas really injured. Rory Harmon, their star point guard, out for the year with an ACL, and they have another player that's got a hip injury. So might uh, might be a real opportunity for Tech tomorrow 
picking on Texas for the last time here in Lubbock. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is 1-2-24. We missed a big one on Sunday. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. Chuck doing his waltz. <laughs> 12, 12, 12.31.23. <laughs> Starting us off in 1939, the fifth Orange Bowl took place where number two Tennessee beat number four Oklahoma 17 to nothing. And the fifth Sugar Bowl took place. Number one TCU beats number six Carnage Tech. Carnage Tech. Carnage? Carnage. Oh, that's fun. 15 to 7. Or maybe it's Carnegie Tech. Maybe it's, that's it's a, maybe it's, that makes that makes more sense. Yeah. Car- Car- yeah. Carnegie Tech. I don't know. Uh, 1943. <laughs> University of Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team begins a 129 home game winning streak that only ends in 1955. Incorporates the NCAA titles in 48, 49, and 51. So Tech has a while to go to break that record. Uh, Carnegie Tech is correct. I was so worried. 1961, (laughs) 27th Sugar Bowl took place. Number two, Mississippi beats Rice, 14 to 6. And the 47th Rose Bowl. Number six, Washington beats number one, Minnesota, 17 to 7. 1965, New York Jets signed future Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath to a $427,000 contract over three years. That was a pro football record at the time. There's guys that make that every second in the NFL. And and they did that, I believe, after his last college game, like under the goal. I mean, like that was when the AFL and the NFL were having these signing wars and trying to beat the clock, so to speak, to the NFL draft. Jamie, you weren't here uh, last week, but we had much discussion about this. these two games I'm about to mention. <clears throat> the 1972 AFC Championship game took place. Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Colts 21 to nothing, And the Dallas Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers 14-3 in the NFC Championship at Cowboy Stadium. Or Texas Stadium at the time. Mm-hmm. We talked about those a lot. We're not sure we ever got it right. <laughs> we just meandered a little bit, didn't we? 1989, the 18th Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame at, at ranked number one beats number three, West Virginia, 34 to 21 for the national championship. 2010, Taylor Potts throws for 372 yards and two touchdowns. Baron Batch runs for 101 and two scores as the Red Raiders win the Alma Bowl over Michigan State, 41 to 31. Ruffin McNeil coached the team, and Lincoln Riley was your offensive coordinator. <laughs> Chaos was. That's a word for it. That was that was really what you had more than anything else surrounding that bowl game. And in 2023, Buffalo Bills player Demar Hamlin collapses in cardiac arrest and is revived by CPR on the field in a televised game against the Bengals in Cincinnati. How's he doing this year? I haven't paid any attention. He's played some. Yeah, he's not been a major factor. Happy, he's still alive. So. Yeah. Hey, that's a step in the right direction mm-hmm. compared to a year ago today. Happy National Buffet Day and National Cream Puff Day. You a fan of the cream puff? 
Look at me. <laughs> Do you think I turned down a dessert? I just didn't know if you wanted something more substantial than. Look at me. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday, Tay Diggs, 53, Fernando Tatis Jr., 25, Cuba Gooding Jr., 56, David Cohn, 60, Edgar Martinez, 61, Jack Hanna and his animals, 77, and Calvin Hill is 77. And on this day, Chuck Hines was a very sad boy. Very, very sad boy. President Richard Nixon signs the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, mm. setting a new national maximum speed limit. Prior to 74, individual states set up their own speed limits. Could range anywhere from 40 to 80 miles an hour. What Nixon say? You will be Sammy Hagar. 55. And you will drive 55. I wasn't driving yet, but you're right. I was, that was disappointing. And that is this day in sports. For many, many years. Uh, 6.51 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. And you can also weigh in on the Visual Edge IT hotline at 806-771-0973. Uh, Braden posts a picture of uh, United Supermarkets Arena and says, a great crowd yesterday for the game against UNA. Ready for a great Big 12 season. Um, I wouldn't term it a great crowd. Um, it's all right. Um, the biggest, I think the biggest kind of groan or, you know, reaction uh, at the game yesterday was when Warren Washington went down and they called him for the foul. This is in the second half. He went down hard. And the North Alabama guy took him down. I mean, it, look, it looked like on the replay, it looked like just as I was sitting there in the upper deck that it was on the North Alabama guy. And, the, I mean, there was some consternation. But it wasn't like this, you know, roaring crowd yesterday. But it was, I mean, it was it was fair for a New Year's Day, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock tip. For a 1 o'clock tip. It was all right. Probably more, maybe a little more than what I would have expected, but it wasn't... Uh, Parking lot was pretty empty yesterday. I would expect that will improve once we get to big. I would, I would hope so, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, just as, as far as uh, as that is concerned, uh, somebody says this. Didn't the Lady Raiders shut out a team in the first quarter? Would think that was the best first quarter performance. Yeah, they shut out like Incarnate Word or somebody like that. I mean, it was. But I just felt like Saturday was your because of who you were playing. Let's see. They shut out Texas A&M Commerce, the fourth game of the season, 23 to nothing. But, I mean... Where do you think Houston will end up in the Big 12 standings? I mean, I know they were picked as one of the final four. Do you expect uh, that's where they'll finish? Were they better or worse than what you expected? I think they were a little better than what I expected just because um, of, their, of the pressure that they put on you defensively. But... Yeah, I I, th I think you're probably right. Probably in tenth, ninth or tenth. Okay, but they were they were better than what than what I expected. Just just from you the know, there's 14 now. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I mean, you but <laughs> so you think they'll finish inside that top ten? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, ninth or tenth. Yeah, okay. Ninth or tenth, just based on and and you think the Lady Raiders who were picked tenth will be? They'll be better than that. Two or three spots. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way that they can win eight or nine games. They're going to have to 
continue to improve. But they're going to have to figure out how to turn down the turnovers and handle the pressure um, against them. Well, we can, well, Houston pressed a bunch. Yeah, right. It was just, it was yeah. very intense, no doubt. Six fifty five is this morning here on the morning drive. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's great to have you with us and still with us this morning on the Morning Drive. So hopefully none of you made a resolution to avoid us in 2024. Ouch. ouch. <laughs> the, the resolution should be to spend more time with us uh, every morning. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Wow, that's hurtful. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We get this from Shelly just tuned in. Happy New Year, gents, and horns down. You know. Uh, let's see. This, I uh, wouldn't plan for Texas Tech or other Big 12 schools to make the top 12 unless they win the conference championship. Otherwise, they will be still scrambling unless they are SEC or Big 12. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Cowboys from Saturday. <laughs> Man, the Cowboys, <laughs> they benefited. They benefited Saturday. I I don't know if, if the officials deserve as much um, blame for the end of that game as, as some have let on. It seems like the NFL players and former players that you, the talking heads, over the weekend, coaches as well were really um, critical of how that how that went down. Cowboys beat the the Lions twenty to nineteen, and uh, you know, obviously with the did he report who reported? Cl- clearly, clearly the Lions in my mind were trying to do something to kind of camouflage who was going to be eligible and who was not to make it as as confusing as as it could be. Um, did the official get it wrong? I, I don't know. It's a he said, she said thing. One guy saying he reported, the official saying he didn't report. But they had three guys right well, there. Well, he definitely walked over in his direct and direction. It looked like he said something, but we have no idea what he said. Yeah, and this, and apparently, depending on which show you watched on Sunday or even Saturday night, you know, just the fact that they that they swipe, um, you know, they swipe their jersey means that they're that they're eligible when they go up to the official. Uh, and there were a number of guys that said that, that if you just kind of swipe the front of your jersey, that means that you're that you're, you're reporting reporting as, as as eligible. And did he do that? Kinda. I mean, it was. Yeah, I don't it know. was. It, it, you can you can see sixty eight kind of doing that. Uh, you can see seventy talking. You can see you can see that they're that there were three guys there and the official kind of had his, his head turned and he was maybe blocked from one of the guys. But then he, he's got to go tell the defense who's, who's eligible. So, I don't know. I, it, 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 I'll tell you first, I, I, don't, I, I didn't like the lines going for it there anyway. Yeah, kick the, kick the extra point. Take, take it, it to kick over, the extra point. Take, take, take it to take overtime. It overtime. Yeah, yeah, take it to overtime. Especially, especially when they got penalized. And they put it back to the seven-yard line. Especially. You're exactly right. No yeah. doubt. At that point, you're just like, really? And luckily, they got the five back. Luckily for them, they got mm-hmm. the five back, but still. Because Micah Parsons was, was offsides or jumped offsides. Yeah. And then and then they go for it again, and then they, 
they throw it short of the line of uh, the goal line and it's short of the, the receiver. Yeah, it's a bad pass. It is a good pass. He would have caught it and jogged in. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, um, I don't know. You want to call me too old school or too mm-hmm. nervous or too conservative or whatever. I just did not like going for it there for the Lions. How did you feel of, about how the play, the play call was handled? By the officials, did you do, you do you feel like the Lions got job? Do you feel like the Cowboys benefited? Do you feel like the officials should be penal, penalized for all that? Because there's some reports that those guys will be downgraded and will cost them a, play, <coughs> a playoff game. Yeah, I'm anxious to see if the NFL is going to make any kind of announcement, you know, if they'll make an admission of they messed up or not. I'm, I'm not real sure. Um I Ian, I, I don't I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other whether I think the Lions were wrong or the the officials were wrong. I think if you're a a player in that situation, you have to make sure you have to make sure that they know yeah that you're reporting. Yeah, we get this. Uh, the ref's back was already turned when the last offensive lineman came out to report. That's on the lineman to make sure the ref acknowledges him. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and I, I feel like I feel like that they that the Lions were trying to kind of confuse the issue, and well, they so they did. They confused the issue. They confused the issue to the point where the the wrong guy got listed as reporting, and um, and as a result, you've got the illegal touch call uh, with with regard to the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I kind of feel like kind of feel I like guess, that's on the Lions. I guess here's my only beef is like. Okay, well, why wasn't it immediately called? You know, it it felt like it took 15 seconds after he caught the pass before the flag was thrown. Yeah, there was a delay. There was a little bit of a delay because it was like there was enough of a delay that that was kind of like, oh, man, there... That was that. That's a that's a bad ending. You know, yeah. Like immediately after, yeah. I'm like, "Where's the flag? No flags. No flags. No flags." Okay, I guess it's gonna stand. And lions are celebrating, and lions are celebrating, and then, and almost like they had to talk themselves into it. Well, it wasn't like you know. It's maybe they were double checking that he didn't. Well, before. I mean, well, well, why didn't they know immediately? If there was only one guy that reported, and he wasn't the one. Why didn't they immediately say no? Seventy reported, not sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. So flag. I don't. I don't know why there wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't an immediate. Um, somebody also says this, and this is true. They've already said this. Let's not forget they messed up the tripping call against the Cowboys. Um, the announcement over the PA made it clear that he didn't get checked in. Well, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say that those guys that are on the field are listening or even hearing the PA, and they're they're so. Well, at that, well, okay. And at that point, do you have time to even do that? Yeah. Once the once once the uh, the referee says that, you know, seventy has reported as yeah. an eligible receiver. I mean, do you have time? Sixty eight. Go. Wait. 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 So did I. Yeah. I did too. I did too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I did. Yeah. I'm the I'm I'm the one. I'm the one that. But you know what? I mean, so, sometimes those calls go your way, and sometimes they mm-hmm. they don't. And clearly, it went the Cowboys' way because it bails out Mike McCarthy. Because what in the world was he doing down the stretch throwing the ball? Um, I, I, you know, just I did not I did not understand that that last 
series for the uh, for the Cowboys. Um, you know, they 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 get the field goal. I get that, but I mean, goodness. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Lions have to do a better job of making sure that they have reported. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I, I'm I don't feel like I blame it as much on the officials as I do the the Lions themselves. Yeah, no, I I I think there's I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, but it puts the Cowboys in a in a great spot because they win that game, and Huge. then and then Sunday, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Go out and defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, and that, <laughs> beat that, the Cowboys and the Eagles this it, year. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, and and win thirty five to thirty one, and I mean, Kyler Murray looked he looked really good. Eagles uh, are just not the same team that they were earlier this season. They, they can't stop anybody, and it, their offense looks very mediocre. Murray was twenty five to thirty one, two hundred and thirty two yards, three touchdowns, did throw an interception. Um, Rushed the ball five times for 24 yards, but as a team, they rushed it 40 times for 221 yards. James Conner had 128 yards. They could not stop him. Um, he averaged almost five yards a carry. And so now the Cowboys, all they have to do is beat Washington on Sunday, and they win the division, and mm-hmm. they get a, a home playoff game. They'll yep. uh, travel to to Washington. We'll have the broadcast for you on Sunday at 2.30 with play-by-play at 3.25 or so from our nation's capital. And uh, Cowboys would would put them in a, in a great spot to be able to, to host a playoff game. And we all know if you can host a playoff game, your chances of winning go exponentially up. Especially so, with this Cowboys team. Especially with this Cowboys team. No doubt. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. All right, my question of the day, not the game, the day. Yeah. Today, we're going to look back at 2023. This is wide open here. Okay. <laughs> you get to change one thing mm. in sports in 2023. It can be the outcome of a game. It can be a rule. It can be anything. Wow. A play. You get to change one thing from 2023 in sports. What are you changing? Hmm. Why, Chuck thinks this is an easy answer. This is my default answer to this question until it does get fixed. Because oh it's going to beat Kansas State. <laughs> nope. Football. Nope. Nope. Because you said I could change a rule. Yep. Yeah, okay. We are getting rid of the zombie runner and extra innings in Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh, okay. That's gone. Okay. Erased from existence. That is what? the stupidest rule in sports. Okay. It's a good answer. Okay. But since it didn't happen in 2023, like it, did, I mean, it it started before that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So so think of something that like, if it was a rule change, it's something that happened last year something for the first time. La- a rule change from last year. Yeah. So now while Jeff thinks, we'll go back to Chuck. Man. Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. You go first. Okay. So I'm number one on my list is the Josh Young injury, because if Josh doesn't get injured in that game. He's the he's the American League rookie of the rookie year. Rookie of the year. Okay. Okay. And that would be really, really cool. Obviously for Josh, but it would be really cool for the Red Raiders to have a rookie of the year. And it was such a freak injury too. Yeah. And yeah. you can only win rookie of the year once. Once. Once, right. And it's not like, well, he'll get it this year. And it just, you know, all star starter, 
rookie of the year world series champion i mean just would have made for just the most magical season ever i'm not saying that it's not magical already because obviously it was Mm -hmm. but just like man i want i wanted him to get that award really did and so the injury kept him from doing that i have two other answers but i don't want to necessarily use them and take them away from you guys well i mean i i'm trying i'm trying to really think of something i would really like to have overturned that would have just been uh, made it made it magical okay well i'll, I'll just overturn the texas football game <laughs> the whole game okay because then we get to end with a win mm-hmm. they don't go to the national uh, championship semifinals well they're not going to the national championship anyways right but they don't play in the playoff all all of that would be would make me happy i'd, I'd like to have i'll tell you what i'd like to have i'd like to have the uh interception back of uh, tyler shuck the pick six against oregon i'd like for the red raiders to to drive down there and yeah, either and kick a field goal and win it, and I think that completely kind of changes how you feel about your your football team at that point of the season, and maybe it propels you to to win a couple of more games, and maybe it keeps you from getting Tyler Shuck hurt. So, how does it keep you from getting know. Tyler Shuck? Hurt? I don't know. Maybe you feel you feel better about things, and you you don't. <laughs> endanger him as much i don't know i just i'd like to have that i'd like to have that inter- i'd like to have that pick six back and drive down and kick a field goal and win that game because that was that was that looked like it was going to be a magical night at jones stadium could have been yeah the the injury i would take away and, and this would be you change the mindset to get rid of this injury would be the tyler would be tyler shuck checking into a run as often as he did I don't know that those were wrong checks, but I think that contributed to him getting hurt more than the pick six did. But that doesn't get him hurt, which maybe doesn't get Baron hurt until later, which means you've got not BYU with a freshman quarterback who's never taken a snap before. That changing that mindset early on, getting out of the run, I don't want to say run first. But run by default out of Tyler Shuck early in the season, I think would have helped you. And maybe, hey, by the way, that Taj Brooks guy is going to be really good this year. Maybe we should use him some. Let him run it. He's a little bit bigger than you are. Uh, that would be a big change. What are your uh, What are your I, other two? I would love to know what the season would have been like if Baron Morton didn't get hurt in that West Virginia game mm. and it bother him all season mm-hmm. long. Okay, would love to know what the season would have gone like the rest of the way. Yeah. That, and then one I would really like for Mason Molina to have not have transferred. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to still be a Do you think he regrets transferring? I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, 730. I feel like I had so many answers. Well, you did. <laughs> so you, many things. I, well, I tell you guys, you this. Ooh, yeah, for every bit of like twelve minutes, um, <laughs> but I feel like um, you know I always we sometimes say give me one, and then you guys are giving me three or four. I was that guy today. Yeah, yeah I had like four or five. Yeah, okay. Like I want to change that. I want to change yeah. that. But jo- Josh getting injured definitely was number one for me. I really, really wanted to see him win rookie of the year. But he got healthy at the right time. He did. He did. He helped. You know, he got mm-hmm. healthy. He got healthy at the right at the right time. 
Uh, let's see. Could here. another answer to this, and this might be more of a long term benefit to the team too, and an adjustment has been made, but maybe make it sooner. Was the getting technical fouls by your head women's basketball coach yelling at officials? There's been a couple instances, and I think really some of those have carried over to more negative reaction from officials, if that makes sense. Like, like going back to last year. Like yeah, not, I don't think that's carried over to this year. I think the, I, I think there was there were times last year where it felt like that from the get go you you were on them and that that played against you. Yeah, I, not like that. It cost you. Enormous amount of games. Or it, no, I don't even know that it cost you one. But just that edge that got put up that you had to kind of break down a little bit and adjust. I wish that had gone faster. There were a couple of times that I thought Krista was going to get a technical that she didn't, but it got really close. Yeah, I think that's been much much different uh, this year than 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 last year. She also uh-huh. hasn't had to get upset a whole lot. So no, but I'm year. right. No, that's that's fair. That's fair because you've 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 won more than what you've lost. Um, um, but I feel like that you. I feel like the the bench decorum or the bench has been uh, all the way around uh, a little smoother this year than last. I'm still tired of seeing the same officials back to back games. We we continue to see that. Um, I don't understand why that's the why that's the case. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on uh, January the second, twenty twenty four, and uh, look forward to hearing from you throughout the year. It's not just today, but throughout the entire year. If uh, you've made any significant resolutions or goals that you would like to share, you certainly can. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that or the mobile app. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Any, any resolutions involving getting rid of me or Jeff from you? Heck no. Okay, that's good. How about making sure that you guys don't leave me? Oh, well, you got it now. Well, you got to dash somebody's dream, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it's not even the third yet, and yeah. the, the dream is dashed. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Syntex Hank says, Jamie, glad you're back. So that's nice. That's always nice to hear that they're, they're glad that you're back. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to be, glad to be back. Uh, we get this from uh, Pepsi Man. He says, good morning, guys, from El Paso, Texas. Yeah, that play-by-play guy was getting on my nerves, too. I had to turn down the TV. <laughs> I wish I knew how to sync up my TV with the radio. Yeah. My favorite part was it had happened, I, um, I feel like I'm not exaggerating by saying five times, where he would question a call that went against the Cougars. Oh, sorry. And then say, but I'm not, I'm not... I'm not questioning the officials. I'm not saying they're not doing a good job. I just, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know if there's really contact there or not. And he would say that every time, every time he would criticize a call, he would finish up with, "I'm not criticizing. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not sure about that call." <laughs> um, I, can I ask a seemingly stupid question? Go right ahead. 
Does it really bother people that their radio is in sync with their TV? Does it bother them? Yeah. Well, if you want to listen to like Chuck and Mark and you're watching right. on ESPN Plus. I, I would prefer it synced. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's never bothered me to hear something before I see it. Mm. Like I, when I'm, I'm paying more oh, attention to the, the okay. radio. I mean, if I was going to do both, I would want them sync. Oh, I, as a preferred method, yeah. 100%. But it doesn't, it's not like an annoyance when they're not. I, I don't sit there and go, I can't listen to this because it's not synced. There's something that's to be said for it being cool. Like if, if Chuck and Mark are like, oh, what an awesome play. What a great play. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to see this. Like now you yeah. know to pay attention. Right. You know, now you, now you, you know can, to you can lock in yeah, if you're doing. To watching it. Maybe you're emptying the dishwasher. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. I still would say it would be preferred. Sure. Preferred I mean, to be able to sync that up. But yeah. I don't ever listen to the TV broadcasters. On anything, I'm listening mm. to it on the radio and watching it on TV. I, I'll do that with the with the, the Cowboys some, and I'll because it'll be a little little ahead of TV, and I'll I'll say to the lucky lady, okay, watch this, and then she'll she'll kind of look up from her book and go, are you, are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I she's gotten better and better. She keeps she, her analysis of some of these games just by the the amount of games that she's been exposed to. She keeps bringing up things to me like. Shouldn't this be this or shouldn't this be that? It was like, I mean, it was. I mean, it's it's been impressive some of her uh, language that she's come back to me with an analysis of mm-hmm. of some things. Oh, now we know who to, to go to. Oh, sure, Chuck right. Needs a fill in. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I can't tell you one time in my life where I've ever tried to sync a TV and a radio. If I'm inside, I'm gonna and, and sitting mm-hmm. and doing nothing. I'm gonna watch in, on the television and and listen and you know. And if I'm out and about or if I'm moving around the house, I'll turn the radio on sure. and listen while I'm working. Doing stuff, yeah. But I don't ever try to do both. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time with that as well. I can't. I, I don't think I've ever tried to do that either. But I'm not listening to Brad Sham when the Cowboys are on because I think, I mean, we both know I think Brad Sham is amazing. Um, but I'm just going to listen to the broadcast on television. On TV, yeah. yeah. I, I tuned in specifically on Saturday night. Because we got home from, uh, we went to Mannheim Steamroller on Saturday night, um, and I got we got home just in time for about the last three or four minutes. But I always like it when when Sham at the end of the broadcast or end of the game goes Landry shift. I I, I, I turn on my radio to hear that because they do the Landry shift at the end. I I love that. I love it when you do you. I love it when Brad Sham does that. He's like Landry shift. Cowboys win. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 8.06 this morning on the morning drive. Uh, Cowboys will play Washington on Sunday. What's your confidence factor on this? I know Jeff's is not very high. Um, 99.8. To win. To win. Okay. Oh, I'm at like 97 that they're going to win, that uh, they should win. But I also know <laughs> the last seven out of eight chances they've had at the end of the year to win one stinking game Mm -hmm. and it's either to get in the playoffs improve their playoff lie win the division whatever the situation has been and they have fallen flat on their face it's like seven out of eight or like maybe it's six out of seven whatever the it's insanely not in their favor Mm -hmm. to win one game at the end of the year to make something better and they do it wrong so are you kind of negative going into sunday's game then 
I'm not negative, but I'm fully expecting the house to fall on them. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all that the house is going to fall on the Cowboys and they're going to lose on the road at Washington to give the Eagles the the division title and break the streak of the NFC East having a new champion every year for like the last 20 years. Cowboys are favored by 13 points. Maybe the they should G- be. Maybe the G-men will take down the Eagles. They nearly did the last yeah the last, last time. time they played on yeah. Christmas Day yeah a couple weeks ago right or ten days ago whatever it was uh, the Giants are five and eleven the Eagles are eleven and Eagles five Eagles are just not good right now uh, this uh, my New Year's resolution is to be thankful for each day and make the best of each day hashtag Rickham and then it's got a little baseball by it mm-hmm. That's, so, those are good resolutions yeah thankful um, for each day uh, and we're getting closer and closer to baseball we're almost what. About five weeks away, six weeks away, middle of February. 16th. 16th, so pretty close. Not that Jamie's counting or anything. No. I don't know the number of days. I just know it's the 16th. Yeah. Uh, Paul says this, feels like resolutions went by the wayside a decade ago. Maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe so. I listen to TV announcers as I watch, then in break, halftime and end of game, I listen to hacks for commentary. Okay, well, that's good. Okay. That's for the men's basketball game. Just, for, just a hack. <laughs> just a hack. Just a <laughs> Just a Yeah. Not you and Mark. Or, no, or not you. Not the football guys. No, just, no, just, just hacks. hacks. Just hacks. Just yeah, hacks. I listen to hacks. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to hacks. <laughs> this has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.